It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. A delicious tasting protein bar. In fact, it, it tastes like a candy bar. And it's good for you. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. That's BuiltBar.com. I'm Zach Blackerby. You're Michael Pappas. How are you, sir? Uh, I am very good today, Zach. Are you a little it's nervous? Friday. you a little nervous about the show? No. No? Okay. So, uh, yeah, you, you probably saw it in the title. We're going to go over the top five players of the Gus Malzahn era. We did... Uh, we did 10 through 6 last Friday. We meant to do this on Tuesday, but you know some, some things happened, and so we needed to, to cover that. So mm-hmm. here we are, you know, doing it back to our typical list on Fridays. Um, Michael, you got a lot of heat from uh, from your your the first half of your list. We'll see if yep. it gets better. It we, doesn't. We heard your voicemail. We got your texts. We've got your tweets. We'll see what Michael does in response to all of that. Uh, but first, you've got some recruiting news that we want to get to before we jump into our top five. Yeah, some big stuff happened uh, last night, which is Thursday night. Um, well, I guess first of all, tonight, Friday night, uh, I saw at 8.30, uh, Lake McCree is supposed to commit, most likely to USC. Right. Uh, and then last night, Keanu Coat news broke. That Keanu Coat had a top four. He right. said his top four in an interview. Uh, Auburn, Florida, LSU, and Oregon. Coat is a six foot four, two hundred fifteen pound, four star, uh, weak side defensive end. So a buck. But yeah, it sounds like he wants to play that three four outside linebacker role. So that um buck. That, that, yeah that is a buck in Auburn system. Exactly. Uh, he's from Vero Beach, Florida. Okay. Being recruited by Cody Burns. And Rodney Garner. Well, those guys typically get who they want. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, yeah. So Auburn, I mean, if you want a little bright side in here, even if he picks one of the other three schools, Auburn did make the top four out of 42 offers. So, I mean, that's they beat. And then he like quote tweeted it later and was like, oh, oh yeah, and uh, and uh, Alabama. Yeah, also Alabama. Yeah, he quote tweeted the article and was like, oh, Alabama. He's like, like, all right, you probably missed that window, but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. I don't know if Alabama does. Gozies backsies, but all right. And then D. Davis tweeted out um, these next two commits, smiley face with a gif of LeBron. So LeBron and Anthony Davis going to commit to play football at Auburn. You think that's what it is? Yeah. Who do you think those two are, Michael? Uh, Keith Niebuhr from 24-7, who is, I don't know, I guess my go-to read on recruiting. Yeah. Uh, he thinks it's going to be... Landon King, Landon King, the tight end out of Texas. His name, yeah, is we talked Landon. about that with Nathan on the show yesterday. He came up, and then uh, the other was uh, a receiver that you were thinking. Yeah, the right? other one is Christian Leary. Um, he out of Orlando. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that Deshaun Davis, like we know, Deshaun Davis calls and talks to all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a five nine speedster. Um, he's going to run track. Deshaun and, Davis calls him. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Demetrius Davis. There's a lot of Davises recently for Auburn football, so I, I just wanted I just wanted to make sure. D Davis. Perfect. And I always feel weird calling him D Davis because I feel like it's like like it's D E E when I say D. It's not just the letter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just bailing on pronouncing his name. Yeah. Um, his nickname is D. Yep. No, you're right. Well, cool, cool. All right, so uh, we will get into our top five players of the Malzahn era next, right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, want to give some love to our friends at. 
Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. They truly have the best tasting protein bar. It's hard to explain because it legitimately tastes like a candy bar. And, you know, a lot of protein bars are kind of gritty or really chewy or you've got to put them in the microwave to heat them up. Got grit. Got grit. But Built Bar is uh, it's delicious. No aftertaste. You don't have to, like, you know, chase it with some water or some milk or something just to get it down. It, it truly does taste delicious. Amazing combination of low-calorie, high-protein, and low-sugar. So head to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box. That's at BuiltBar.com. Also, want to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me. Yes. You used them like three or four times last weekend. I did. How many times do you think you will use them this weekend? Um, hopefully zero, because I just can't be spending that kind of money eating out. Sure. However, I'm very weak-willed, so I'd imagine at least thrice. Well, ev- every weekend, they kind of give you the... They wave the delivery fee it's from the, like one or two places, and it's like, the oh, big, sure, okay. It's, the, it's today. The big, the big deal, it comes every Friday to my email. I get it, and I'm like, oh, great, great. Going to spend money on that tonight. Yeah, but we're happy to do it, and it helps out a local business is, uh, you know, wherever you're ordering the food from, or, of course, at Fetch Me. You can use uh, FetchMeDelivery.com or use promo code FetchMe. Uh, you can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free or your new favorite promo code. 25 off. Yep. You get 25% off your order for the whole month of June. Um, yeah, I used it three times last weekend. So yeah, and it's uh, it's Fetcher's month, Fetcher's Appreciation Fetcher's month. Appreciation month. Yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. Uh, we definitely uh, definitely kind of help them out. They are working their tails off, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a good job to make sure that uh, you uh, are content and happy with with every bit of your service. So FetchMeDelivery.com. Use the free uh, Fetch Me Delivery app. Once again, promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free, or Michael's favorite code, 25OFF, 25OFF for 25% off your order. All right, Michael, you may have been dreading this throughout the week. You may not have. Uh, we, we brought in Painter Sharpless of ESPN 106.7. <laughs> Painter, we are doing a, we did our, our top 10 players of the Miles on Air. We did 10 through 6 last Friday. I don't know if you saw on Twitter if we've Creative talked about stir. it. Uh, yeah, Michael, uh, Michael got hit up pretty hard on uh, pretty much all <laughs> forms of media, including our voicemail. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, 205-502-4285. Um, I'll go first. Or do you want to go first? Do you want to recap your <laughs> six through ten? I, I would do we like want... to hear both y'all okay. real quick. That would be nice. All right, so my ten through six, Ryan Davis at ten, Noah Benogany at nine, Bo Nix at eight. That's my least favorite on, on the list just because of the one year. I take responsibility for that. At seven, I had Carrion, and at six, I had Jarrett Stidham. Okay, and I did my list differently. I'm looking at... Not just. <laughs> I, I decided. To I love look how at, much you have to like. Yeah, I know because it now. I like. I decided <laughs> to the parameters to not just. The question was best players, so I decided yep. not to just say who had the best college career, okay. but actually go for the best players. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So my number ten <laughs> is Jarrett Stidham. Okay. Uh, my number nine is Derek Brown. Just hasn't had an NFL career yet. Correct. No, don't act like that's okay. Don't act like him having Derek Brown at nine I mean, is okay. I Come I, on, I said, I said how I felt about it earlier in the week, and okay. you can listen to that podcast if you haven't already. That's true. That's true. Uh, number eight is Nick Marshall. <laughs> makes me so okay, mad. That one makes me mad because oh. you know how I feel about Nick Marshall. All right. Um, number seven is Darius Slayton. And number six is Braden Smith. 
You know, I think that one I can appreciate. I probably wouldn't have them that high, but shout out to you for putting a big nasty on the. Uh, I, I don't the think Braden Smith's high enough, actually. We'll get to that in a second. But all right, Painter, my number five, I've got Deshaun Davis. Obviously, the standout linebacker had his coming out party in the, the season opener against Clemson a few years ago. And I think he became a, a fan favorite, one of the most vocal defenders. I think the most vocal defender as far as leadership and as far as just kind of, you know, being in your face uh, on the field and off the field. And representing Auburn extremely well. Fan, uh, fan favorite, coach favorite. Um, and I think he just represented the Auburn family well. So that is why I think he is a top five player in the Malzahn era. Did not make it in the NFL, so I assume he is not on your list. <laughs> Even if we were doing like top ten college careers under Gus Malzahn, he wouldn't be on my list. Um, I agree that, with That is crazy. <laughs> that, is, that is wild. You guys Look, should go at it. I love Deshaun Davis as a human being. He was a leader of the defense. He's a great person. He, like you said, represented Auburn and the Auburn family extremely well. So he's top five. I, he wasn't that you good. Just, you, just made, you just made my case. None of that has to do with the way he plays football. Okay. All right. Like he, I don't know, he wasn't that good at actual football. Like, okay. Who's your number five? Uh, my number five is Greg Robinson slash Quan Bray. Um, after the news earlier this year, I think you always have to look at them as a package. Um, I don't even by your standards, Greg Robinson should be top five on this list. Um, he was great at Auburn. He was the number two pick in the NFL draft, and then had a seven-year NFL career before it abruptly ended when he did maybe the stupidest thing that has ever been done. Um, um, he he's not on my list, but uh, I'm okay with you having him there. He uh, objectively was a dominant offensive lineman under Gus Malzahn. Again, number two pick in the draft. The highest drafted player Gus Malzahn has had as a head coach. As a head coach, yes. So, yeah. Cool. And then when you add in Quan Bray, since they are a package deal now forever, um, I think that gets him all the way up to number five. Gets them, the package, all the way up to number five. Which number five do you like more, Painter? Do you like Deshaun Davis at five or Greg Robinson slash Quan Bray at five? <laughs> um, I'll go Greg. Just be unbelievable. Yeah, I'll go Greg. Unbelievable. I'll go Greg. All right. I don't right. understand how that's unbelievable. The guy was the number two pick in the draft. Deshaun Davis was. Never mind. I, I think you can make a real argument about this huge shift in Auburn's defense and Deshaun Davis being in the center of that. And so I also see how you guys have a different vantage point because mm-hmm. you're looking more at the professional realm and Deshaun Davis just simply didn't cut it. Uh, so I, I, I get I mean, both sides. But even if you just look at college, like Deshaun Davis wasn't even really discussed all that much as like an elite linebacker in the SEC. I, sure, like I would agree on some level with that, but every coach and player talked about how important he was to the defense and the outsized impact I, I he un- had. As you know, and I think the main thing you're getting at here is he just wasn't that athletic compared to some of the linebackers you are used to seeing or hearing yeah. about in the NFL. Like, is that what this is? Well, I mean, because he was still was, really productive statistically. I mean, I was under the impression that this was the best list, not the most important list, but we can do it either way. Who's your number four? My number four is Sean Coleman. 
uh, the offensive lineman who came to Auburn and then beat cancer and then was drafted into the NFL and then played in college, drafted into the NFL, and is currently on the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Um, did you know that Auburn has two recruits that just got to campus that have both beaten cancer already? Yes. Okay. Guess I'm the only one who didn't know that. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but yeah, I'm going Sean Coleman. He was a Brown for a while also. So. Yeah. Cool. My number four is Marlon Davidson. Uh, one, because of the fan favorite, and, and as far as him just being a leader, he came in and started as a true freshman on the defensive line in the SEC. That is ridiculous, especially when you look at what Auburn's defensive line has become during his time on campus. And then, of course, his, uh, his final year at Auburn, I, I, he was fantastic. You can chalk up to you know, Derek Brown helping him with that, uh, of course. But I, I think as far as what Gus has done, and I mean – Several year starter, and I mean, really, just as a, fr- I'll, I'll never forget, we were at, uh, we were at his the first time we've been able to see him practice. It was a spring practice, and you know that twenty minute viewing, viewing window for the media, and we were kind of all figuring out like who's sitting out because the first practice not everyone practices, and we eventually figured out like, oh, it's all the freshmen except for Marlon. Marlon just was was with all the starters as you know his day mm-hmm. one practicing, and so. Um, that just kind of shows what the coaches thought of him day one, and I think he's um, I think he's fantastic, and I think he's going to be really good for the Falcons. That is a nice hat, that right. by the way, that he's rocking. Thank so Stanford you. Stanford hat. Stanford hat, Rose Bowl. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Who's your number four? You, you already told me. Sean Coleman. Which number four do you like more? <laughs> I'm going to go with Zach. I, I'm, I'm following. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, we'll get to our top three players of the Malzahn era next right here on Locked On Auburn. All right, we'll get to more of our list in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn, but want to give a nod to our friends at rockauto.com, the convenient self-service of rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based off what the market looks like. So rockauto.com is for everybody. It does not require a membership or account logins. So rockauto.com is a family owned business serving auto parts uh, to customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, is it my turn to go first? I think it is, yeah. My third best player in the Malzahn era, I have Braden Smith. I, I, I think with as far as what he was able to do, under Gus Malzahn, um, he could play any position on the offensive front outside of center. And there was this, there was this offseason story of like, okay, you know, we've got like six different offensive linemen. They all can play like three different positions, and they were able to kind of do a lot of that because they knew what Braden Smith was going to be able to do, whether mm-hmm. they put him at tackle 
or at guard. Um, and then we've seen what he's been able to do with the NFL, to your credit, as far as you know, why you have him on your list. So I think Braden Smith is a, a big reason and a big part of, of Auburn's success up front. So I'm going to go with Braden Smith. Is that a little high? Maybe, but I, I don't know. I'm, really, I'm, I'm just high on, on what Braden Smith I love that you did. have an offensive lineman that high because it's not normal that that happens. Like you usually have to – so I'm a fan of that. Uh, Zach, I am really confused because I didn't think that Braden Smith was going to be on your list. Okay. Uh, when I put him on mine, just because I think that, you know, we often forget about offensive linemen, like Painter said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, so none of my top three guys, I guess, are on your list at all. Ooh. And I don't really understand how. Is it giving you pause about your own metrics or no. are you questioning Zach? <laughs> No, I'm questioning Zach. Of course, well, naturally. Well, the fact that these three guys are not on Zach's list at all. Top not, 10, top not, 10, right? Correct, okay. top 10, not just not top three. All right, who's your number three? Uh, my number three is Cameron Artis Payne. Um, is Trey Mason on your list? No, he's not. Okay. Is Carrion on your list? No, he's not. Got I can't it. wait to get to my top five. Uh, <laughs> um, and here's why. Cameron Artis Payne had a productive season as Trey Mason's primary backup. He had a very good season as the uh, starting running back, I believe, the next season in 2014. And Led he the has, SEC in rushing that year, yeah, I believe. Yeah, And he's enjoyed a six-year career, five-year career in the NFL now okay. as the primary backup running back for the Carolina Panthers. He has been uh, – and then I, I think he was just in the XFL. Um, he – has been successful at every level, everything you could want from an Auburn running back. How is he better than Trey Mason? Uh, I mean, How is he on your list and Trey Mason is not? Um, because he was able to have a, f- a longer NFL career, a more successful NFL career than Trey Mason. The most impressive thing about Trey Mason to me is him getting 1,000 yards versus Alabama in that terrible season. Yeah, what did he get? 1,002 yards, basically like in the last play of the season since they didn't make a bowl game right. with the worst modern team Auburn has ever had. And it made Nick Saban mad, but it was like one of the few things Auburn could point to. Yeah, it's almost like, okay, cool. Like, well, we got killed in the Iron Bowl, but like at least Trey Mason hit 1,000 yards somehow. It was it was a moral, it was the biggest of moral victories. Should I have considered that? Um, I think it matters. I, I think so. It matters yeah. in that he was relatively productive on quite literally the worst team Auburn has had in 60 years. Now, that technically was not the Malzahn era because that was 2012. Right. And so, then he was a Heisman finalist the next year. Right. But I think that is incredible. Just when you think about what he was able to do with that team. Win a conference game. <laughs> is Trey Mason yeah. on your list? Um, no. Okay. So either way, Carrion Johnson should at least be third, maybe even fourth. That's wild. As far as running backs, you'd put in the top ten here. That's wild. Okay, cool. Who is your number two? Uh, Wait, 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 which number three did you like more? Remind me who you had. Braden Smith, Peyton Bar. No, Cap. Cap. I'm going to go Braden. Sweet. Sorry, Michael, I love you. That's fine. Who's your number two? It's a mauler, man. (laughs) Uh, My number two is D. Ford, and I think that Zach should be institutionalized for not having D. Ford on his list. Um, This is absolutely ridiculous. This is it. Got this way last Friday too. Um, it was a lot worse last Friday, yeah. actually. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, the guy single-handed was—he was Auburn's whole defense in 2013, yeah. pretty much. Right. Uh, he almost single-handedly won them the Texas A&M game. He, he gave Eric made, Murray CTE. <laughs> 
<laughs> he made big play after big play for Auburn. Then he led the NFL in sacks for a season. Then he made them big bucks. Then got traded for a first round pick. That was crazy because he yeah. helped Zach's team win a Super Bowl. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. I, I, then, I, I think New England should have got him a ring for that, but whatever. Then he had double digit sacks again last season. So yeah, I I mean I don't even know Michael if we is can frothing like, at the mouth. Yeah, you got um, it. D Ford should be on your list. You're right. He should be. I don't think he should be number two though. I don't think he's a top two player of the Malzahn era, but I, he he should be top ten. I, I agree with you. I whiffed on that. And one. everything I just said started in 2013. Mm-hmm. I would just like like that doesn't even count whatever he did in his career before that. I, also I understand. Can play piano and knock the crap out of a pool ball. None of those things matter and probably shouldn't be considered in this ranking, but. I thought it was noteworthy. I, know I don't know. Pe- we were considering like friends with the Auburn fans earlier, so maybe we should consider that. What, to, who, to who did that fall to? To what player? D- Deshaun, Deshaun Davis. Davis. Uh, uh, about his, like multiple his, minutes. His, his connection to the Auburn <laughs> fan base. Um, my number two is Nick Marshall. He he took a, a, a team that was the worst team in modern. Auburn football history and took them to a national championship. And then the was following year... Was statistically better the next year. Was statistically better the next year and had one of the best offenses in school history uh, in 14. So I am... And those two seasons, the defense was atrocious. And he was able to <laughs> to say, okay, even if we're not going to throw the ball but eight times against Tennessee, we will score and have like a 1,000 yards. So just... Uh, I, I can do whatever you want me to do, Coach. So Nick Marshall... Uh, Michael's least favorite player in Auburn football history. <laughs> I have him. I have him as uh, at number two. And while while D Ford should be on my top ten list, he is not the second best player in Malzahn history because I believe Nick Marshall is. Painter, which number two do you like more? <laughs> Who do you think it is? Perfect. Right D Ford. <laughs> Did you take points off since D Ford's not D Ford not being on your list is you. It's absurd. But that's not the question. The I question know. is, no, who's I, the better I, number oh, two? I'm, I'm we well aware. We've got to do lists more if this is how y'all behave when we do lists. This Only one's more contentious than it usually is. I like it a lot. It's right. a good thing we're friends. <laughs> For now. We'll see who your number one yeah, is. Right? My number one is Derek Brown. I think he's the best defensive player in, uh, in Auburn football history. I think as, as far as, you know, since I do think it's important that the fans like him, Auburn fans love Derek Brown. I think he was great for the community. He's already he's been drafted by the Panthers. He's already given money away up there, helping folks up there. And also, I mean, he just would like take over games. I've never seen a I've never seen a player like Derek Brown before in my time covering Auburn and covering college football where the Florida game sticks out to me where it's like, <laughs> man, they need a turnover and Derek Brown's like, All right, hold on. Oh, and, and he would go do it. You know, I can actually name something that's very similar to that. Uh, remember at the end of the Texas A and M game in twenty thirteen when yes. everyone was like, Hey, you know Auburn could really use a sack? I conceded that Ford sacked him twice. I conceded that he should be in my top ten. I just I I conceded that. Okay, but he shouldn't be number two. I mean, at worst, number three. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. So yeah, Derek Brown is my top player in the Malzahn era. Um, yeah. So mine is not Derek Brown. My top player in the Malzahn era is the best player that Auburn has had in the last seven years. Aaron pound Sefos. for pound, position <laughs> for position. Well, if it's pound for pound. It's Daniel Carlson. Oh, my gosh. The guy didn't miss a field goal for however many years. I mean, he was automatic. Three points after three points after three points. Um, everyone loved him. Is he the leading scorer? I believe he is the leading yeah. scorer in Auburn football history. 
um, everyone's going to be like, you're a big, dumb idiot. He's a kicker. Yeah. Remember that time when uh, Auburn beat LSU and they only scored field goals? Daniel Carlson single-handedly won Auburn a football game. Oddly enough, he never technically had a game winner, per se. That is wild. That is wild. Never missed an extra point. He did miss field goals. I mean, everyone misses occasionally. But he was absolutely incredible. And, uh, yeah, best player. Painter mentioned your hat earlier, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy that it fits on your head because your brain is so small. (laughs) Uh, I think that your brain is so small because... You clearly can't wrap number your five, head around Trey Mason, number four, genius. D four, number three, Carry on Johnson, number two, Nick Marshall. I wanted to put him at number one, but Derek Brown's unanimous All American. Why wow, you have Carry on pretty high? Yeah, uh, we saw SEC Offensive Player of the Year. That was my, you know, I, I had him at seven. He had one so. good season. Um, I don't think that's true, but he did battle injuries enough that I think it hurt him statistically. But I don't think it's fair to say he had one good season. He's also yeah. the offensive player of the year and led them to an SEC championship game. And when he was injured, they then lost to a team that they had just beaten by 20 points. Mm-hmm. So I would say that like his, he had an outsized impact on that offense. Who's number one do you like more, Derek Brown or uh, Daniel Carlson? Since we agreed, <laughs> I would go with Derek Brown. Um, I can't believe you – like, I love Daniel. He's been on the show uh, more than once. But I, I just – to say he's the best player of the Malzahn era is crazy to me. Dude, kicker is a position too. They Kickers are people too, man. <laughs> Can we tell you uh, – He's the leading scorer in Auburn football history. Put some respect on that young man's name. I'm fine don't if you want to put him in the top ten, but he's not number one. I think, I think out of respect you could put him at number ten. Okay. Like, but, I, I don't – I don't think it's because the kicker position is important when you need it. But like the all-time points thing is partially a product of extra points. Yeah. And then like, so I, I'm not going to say it's unimportant because you look at Alabama, it's like all these big games that Auburn and Alabama have played over the last, basically since the Malzahn era. It's like, if they just had an okay kicker, they'd probably win some of those games. It's also weird how much you weighted NFL careers. But when it came to the number one spot, you're like, eh, we'll let that one slide. He's been in the NFL for three years, and he's had a wildly successful two and a half of them. Okay. He had, like, the one just atrocious game for the Vikings, and then since the Raiders picked him up, he's been money. All right. All right. (laughs) So, there's something else. Oh, tell Painter who is going to be your number one, but I I made you change Until I got bullied online. (laughs) Um, So, I, I... Daniel Carlson... So everyone was moved down one, mm-hmm. and I slid in a different guy. I'm not going to tell everyone who, but it wasn't. Painter, ask him who his number one was. Who is your number one? Um, the goat. Jared Sawyer Payton. Oh, God. <laughs> Sawyer yeah. Payton. It's a good thing you put at least. Sawyer Payton, baby! Uh, so to be fair, in 2016, he rushed for 182. Uh, he had 182 attempts. on Johnson did for 895 yards. That is 4.9 yards a carry, which is the exact same average he had in 2017, he just had 103 more carries in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't Harry think... Harry Johnson had an 800 yards in 2016? So I don't think it's fair to okay, say I didn't that, know that. And he had 11... I apologize. 11 I apologize. touchdowns that season and then 18 in 2017. Okay, I, I, I apologize for most most of the things I've said about Carry on Johnson today. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was pretty good. Thank you for informing me of that, Painter. 
who who was was he the starter in 2016? He shared, remember he got hurt. Him and Petway were split in time, and then Petway broke out. That's so why they, Petway was able. They to They really rode him hard in like the middle yeah. middle to three quarters of the way, and then Petway kind of you know flamed out for a number of reasons. But Brad, uh, anyway. Peter, thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes. Where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Please join the lunch break if you like what it is Zach and Michael are doing here on the Locked on Auburn podcast. We've got you covered every day, 11 to 1 on ESPN 106.7. And once you get done with the Locked on Auburn podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find the lunch break podcast. Plus, if for some reason you like Ole Miss, you got the Locked on <laughs> Ole Miss podcast, too. Pappas? Um, follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Okay. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Have a good weekend. We will see you Monday right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.